Chapter 3 We hail the taxi of eternal torment. Annabeth was waiting for us in an alley down Church Street. She pulled Tyson and me off the sidewalk just as a fire truck screamed past, heading for Meriwether Prep. Where do you find him? she demanded, pointing at Tyson. Now, under different circumstances, I would have been really happy to see her. We'd made our peace last summer, despite the fact that her mom was Athena and didn't get along with my dad. I'd missed Annabeth probably more than what I wanted to admit. But I'd just been attacked by cannibal giants. Tyson had saved my life three or four times and all Annabeth could do was glare at him like he was the problem. He's my friend, I told her. Is he homeless? What does that have to do with anything? He can hear you, you know. Why don't you ask him? She looked surprised. He can talk? I talk, Tyson admitted. You are pretty. Ah, gross, Annabeth stepped away from him. I couldn't believe she was being so rude. I examined Tyson's hands, which I sure must have been badly scorched by the flaming dodgeballs, but they looked fine. Grimy and scarred with dirty fingernails the size of potato chips, but they always looked like that. Tyson, I said in disbelief, your hands aren't even burnt. Of course not, Annabeth muttered. I'm surprised the Lastrigorians had the guts to attack you with him around. Tyson seemed fascinated by Annabeth's blonde hair. He tried to touch it, but she smacked his hand away. Annabeth, I said, what are you talking about? Lastri what? Lastrigorians, the monsters in the gym. They're a race of giant cannibals who live in the far north. Odysseus ran into them once, but I've never seen them as far south as New York before. Lastly, I can't even pronounce that. What would you call them in English? She thought about it for a while. Canadians, she decided. Now come on, we have to get out of here. The police will be after me. That's the least of our problems, she said. Have you been having dreams? The dreams about Groover? Her face turned pale. Groover? No, what about Groover? I told her my dream. Why? What were you dreaming about? Her eyes looked stormy, like her mind was racing a million miles an hour. Camp, she said at last. Big trouble at camp. My mom was saying the same thing, but what kind of trouble? I don't know exactly. Something's wrong. We have to get there right away. Monsters have been chasing me all the way from Virginia, trying to stop me. Have you had a lot of attacks? I shook my head. Not all here. Until today. None? But how? Her eyes drifted to Tyson. Oh, what do you mean, oh? Tyson raised his hand like he was still in class. Canadians in the gym called Percy something. Son of the sea god. 
Annabeth and I exchanged looks. I didn't know how I could explain, but I figured Tyson deserved the truth after almost getting killed. Big guy, I said, you ever hear those old stories about the Greek gods like Zeus and Zeus, Poseidon, Athena? Yes, Tyson said. Well, those gods are still alive. They kind of follow Western civilization around, living in the strongest countries. So like now they are in the US and sometimes they have kids with mortals. Kids called half-bloods. Yes, Tyson said like he was still waiting for me to get to the point. Uh, well, Annabeth and I are half-bloods. I said, we are like heroes in training. And whenever monsters pick up our scent, they attack us. That's what those giants were in the gym. Monsters. I stared at him. He didn't seem surprised or confused by what I was telling him, which surprised and confused me. So, you believe me? Tyson nodded. But you are son of the sea god? Yeah, I admit it. My dad is Poseidon. Tyson frowned. Now he looked confused. But then a siren wailed. A police car raced past the alley. We don't have time for this, Annabeth said. We'll talk in the taxi. A taxi all the way to camp? You know how much money? Trust me. I hesitated. What about Tyson? I imagined escorting my giant friend into Camp Half-Blood. If he freaked out on a regular playground with regular bullies, how would he act at a training camp for demigods? On the other hand, the cops would be looking for us. We can't just leave him, I decided. He'll be in trouble too. Yeah, Annabeth looked grim. We definitely need to take him. Now come on. I didn't like the way she said that. As if Tyson were a big disease, we needed to get to the hospital. But I followed her down the alley. Together, the three of us sneaked through the side streets of downtown with a huge column of smoke billowing, billowing up behind us from my school gymnasium. Here, Annabeth stopped us at the corner of Thomas and Trimble. She fished around in her backpack. I hope I have one left. She looked even worse than I, real I had realized at first. Her chin was cut. Twigs and grass were tangled in her ponytail as if she'd slept several nights in the open. The slashes on the hems of her jeans looked suspiciously like claw marks. What are you looking for? I asked. All around us, sirens wailed. I figured it wouldn't be long before the more cops cruised by, looking for juvenile delinquent gym bombers. No doubt Matt Sloan had given them a statement by now. He probably twisted the story around so that Tyson and I were the bloodthirsty cannibals. Found one. Thank the gods. Annabeth pulled out a gold coin that I recognized as a drachma. The currency of Mount Olympus. It had Zeus's like 
likeness stamped on one side and the Empire State Building on the other. Annabeth, I said, New York taxi drivers won't take that. Anakoche, she shouted in ancient Greek. Harma epitribios. As usual, the moment she spoke in the language of Olympus, I somehow understood it. She'd said, stop, chariot of damnation. That didn't exactly make me feel really excited about whatever her plan was. She threw her coin into the street, but instead of chat- clattering on the tarmac, the drachma sank right through and disappeared. For a moment, nothing happened. Then, just where the coin had fallen, the tarmac darkened. It melted into a rectangular pool about the size of a parking space, bubbling red liquid like blood. Then, a car erupted from the ooze. It was a taxi, all right, but unlike every other taxi in New York, it wasn't yellow. It was smoking grey. I mean, it looked like it was woven out of smoke, like you could walk right through it. There were words printed on the door, something like Gyar Siris, but my dyslexic dyslexic made it look made it hard for me to decipher what it said the passenger window rolled down and an old woman stuck her head head out she had a mop of grizzled hair covering her eyes and she spoke in a weird mumbling way like she'd just shot out of novocaine passage passage three to camp half blood annabeth said She opened the cab's back door and waved at me to get in, like this was all completely normal. Ach! The old man screeched. Old woman screeched. We don't take his kind, she pointed a bony finger at Tyson. What was it? Pick on big and ugly kids day? Extra pay, Annabeth promised. Three more rachmas on arrival. Done. And done, the woman screamed. Reluctantly, I got in the cab. Tyson squeezed in the middle. Annabeth crawled in last. The interior was also smoky grey, but it felt solid enough. The seat was cracked and lumpy, no different than most taxis. There was no plexiglass There was no plexiglass screen separating us from the old lady driving. Wait a minute. There wasn't just one old lady. There were three, all crammed in the front seat, each with stringy hair covering their eyes, bony hands and charcoal-colored sackcloth dress. The one driving said, Long Island, out of Metro Fair bonus. Ha! She floored the accelerator and my head slammed against the backrest. A pre-recorded voice came on over the speaker. Hi, this is Ganymede, a cup bearer to Zeus. And when I'm out buying wine for the Lord of the Skies, I always buckle up. I looked down and found a large black chain instead of a seatbelt. I decided I wasn't desperate yet.
The cab sped around the corner of West Broadway. The grey lady sitting in the middle screeched, "Look out! Go left." Well, if you'd give me the eye tempest, I could see that. The driver complained. Wait a minute, give her the eye? I didn't have time to ask questions because the driver swerved to avoid an oncoming delivery truck. Ran over the curb with curb with a jaw-rattling thump and fell and flew down the next block. Wasp, the third lady said to the driver. Give me the girl's coin. I want to bite it. You bit it last time, Angle said the driver, whose name must have been Wasp. It's my turn. It's not, yelled the one called Angle. The middle one, Tempest, screamed, "Red light!" Brake, yelled Angle. Instead, Wasp floored the accelerator and rode up on the curb, screeching around another corner and knocking over a newspaper box. She left my stomach somewhere on Broom Street. Excuse me, I said, but can you see? No, screamed Wasp from behind the wheel. No, screamed Tempest from the middle. Of course, screamed Anger at by the shotgun window. I looked at Annabeth. They blind? Not completely, Annabeth said. They have one eye. One eye? Yeah. Each? No, one eye total. Next to me, Tyson groaned and grabbed the seat, not feeling so good. Oh man, I said because I'd seen Tyson get carsick on school field trips, and it was not something you wanted to be within fifteen meters off. Hang in there, big guy. Anybody got a garbage bag or something? The three great ladies were too busy squabbling to pay me any attention. I looked over at Annabeth, who was hanging on for dear life, and I gave her a "Why did you do this to me?" look. Hey, she said, "Gray sister's taxi is the fastest way to camp. Then why didn't you take it from Virginia? That's outside their service area," she said. "Like that should be obvious. They only serve Greater New York and surrounding communities." We've had famous people in this cab," Anger exclaimed. "Jason, you remember him? Don't remind me," Wasp wailed. "And we didn't have a cab back then, you old bat. That was three thousand years ago." "Give me the tooth," Anger tried to grab at Wasp's mouth, but Wasp swatted her swatted her hand away. "Only if Tempest gives me the eye." No, Tempest screeched. You had it yesterday, but I'm driving. You old hag! Excuses. Turn. What? That was your turn. Wasp swerved hard onto Delancey Street, squishing me between Tyson and the door. She punched the gas, and we shot up William Williamsburg Bridge at seventy miles an hour. The three sisters were fighting for real now, slapping each other as Anger tried to gra- grab at Wasp's face and Wasp tried to grab at Tempest. 
with their hair flying and their mouths open screaming at each other i realized that none of the sisters had any teeth except for wasp who had one mossy yellow incisor instead of eyes they just had closed and sunken eyelids except for anger who had one bloodshot green eye that stared at everything hungrily as if it couldn't get enough of anything it saw finally anger who had the advantage of sight managed to yank the tooth out of her sister's out of her sister wasp's mouth this made wasp so angry she swerved towards the edge of the williamsburg bridge yelling give it back give it back tyson groaned and clutched his stomach uh if anybody's interested i said we're going to die don't worry anubar told me sounding pretty worried the gray sisters know what they're doing they're really really wise this coming from the daughter of athida but i wasn't exactly reassured we were skimming along the edge of a bridge 40 meters above the east river yes wise anger grinned in the rearview mirror showing off her newly acquired tooth we know things every street in manhattan was bragged still hitting her sister the capital of nepal the location you seek tempest added immediately her sisters pummeled her from either side screaming be quiet be quiet he didn't even ask it what i said what location i'm not seeking any nothing tempest said you're right boy it's nothing tell me no they all screamed the last time we told it was horrible tempest said i tossed in a lake anger agreed years to find it again and speaking of that give it back no yelled anger i was peeled gimme she whacked her sister anger on the back and whacked her sister on the back there was a sickening pop and something flew out of anger's face anger anger fumbled for it trying to catch it but she only managed to bat it with the back of her hand the slimy green orb sailed over her shoulder into the back seat and straight into my lap I jumped so hard my head hit the ceiling and the eyeball rolled away. I can't see all the three sisters yelled. Give me the eye, wasp wailed. Give her the eye, Annabeth screamed. I don't have it, I said. There by your foot, Annabeth said. Don't step on it. Get it. I'm not picking that up. The taxi slammed against the guardrail and skidded along with a horrible grinding noise. The whole car shuddered, billowing grey smoke as if it were about to dissolve from the strain. Going to be sick, Tyson warned. Annabeth, I yelled. Let Tyson use your backpack. Are you crazy? Get the eye. Wasp yanked the wheel and the taxi swerved away from the rail. We hurtled to we hurtled down the bridge towards Brooklyn going faster than any human taxi 
the grey sisters screeched and pummeled each other and cried out for their eye. At last, I steeled my nerves. I ripped off a chunk of my tie-dye t-shirt which was already falling apart from all the burn marks and used it to pick up the eyeball off the floor. Nice boy, Anger cried as if she somehow knew I had her missing people. Give it back. Not until you explain, I told her. What were you talking about? The location I seek. No time, Tempest cried. Accelerating. I looked out of the window. Sure enough, trees and cars and whole neighborhoods were now zipping by in a grey blur. We were already out of Brooklyn, heading straight to the middle of Long Island. Percy, Annabeth warned, they can't find our destination without the eye. We'll just keep accelerating until we break into a million pieces. First they have to tell me, I said, or I'll open the window and throw the eye into oncoming traffic. No, the grey sisters wailed. Too dangerous. I'm rolling down the window. Wait, the grey sisters screamed. 30, 31, 75, 12. They belted it out like a quarterback calling a play. What do you mean? I said, that makes no sense. 30, 31, 75, 12. Anger wailed. That's all we can tell you. Now give us the eye. Almost to camp. We were off the highway now, zipping through the countryside of northern Long Island. I could see Half Blood Hill ahead of us and with its giant pine tree at the crest. Thalia's tree, which contained the life force of a fallen hero. Percy, Annabeth said more urgently, give them the eye, now. I decided not to argue. I threw the eye into Wasp's lap. The old lady snatched it up, pushed it into her eye socket like somebody putting in a contact lens and blinked. Whoa! She slammed on the brakes. The taxi spun four or five times in a cloud of smoke and squealed to a halt in the middle of the farm road at the base of Half-Blood Hill. Tyson let loose a huge belch. Better now. All right, I told the Grey Sisters. Now tell me what those numbers mean. No time, Annabeth opened her door. We have to get out, now. I was about to ask why when I looked up at Camp Half-Blood and understood. At the crest of the hill stood a group of campers and they were under attack.